Welcome to the ITAM Review Podcast, news, reviews and resources for ITAM, SAM and software licensing professionals. Hello everyone, welcome to this podcast from the ITAM Review. Uh, we're presenting this in conjunction with Zluri. And this podcast is part one in a two-part series uh, looking at SaaS management really in the context of security. Um, potentially sort of an area where perhaps we, we, we haven't really given too much thought about what's needed uh, in, in, in managing SaaS applications. Maybe we focus on some of the other use cases, which we'll get on to talking about in a moment. But uh, yeah, so what is it that we need to do around managing SaaS from a security perspective? Uh, to help me um, explore this subject, we have uh, along today, we have James Moy. Um, James is a SaaS management uh, practitioner um, from the US. Uh, you, you may have seen um, on the ITAM review, we did we did an article, I think in a podcast a while back with, with James around some of the things he'd done in managing Zoom licenses um, in a previous role. So hello, James. Um, if you could uh, introduce yourself to the audience as well, uh, that'd be great. Hi, uh, everyone, uh, James Moy. Uh currently in a uh, role at a healthcare provider building out their ITAM program and just privileged to share the uh, audio with AJ Witt, uh, guru at the ITAM review. Thank you, James. Um, I'm not so sure about that, but I do have the beard for it. So maybe that maybe that is the case. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so so let, let's, let's kind of think a little bit about SaaS management in general first. Um, what do you see uh, in your sort of hands-on day-to-day um, world? What's the primary motivator that, that most um, organizations go for when they're, when they're looking to manage their SaaS applications? Uh, most organizations that I've seen in, when they want to manage SaaS is primarily on their usage, who's using mm -hmm. it, how they're using it, how long they've used it, and if they've used it at all. Mm. I think that's, that's a number one for most organizations because right now most people don't have good views into the, into their SaaS applications because people are buying it left and right. Yeah, yeah. So this this is the the issue with um, SaaS can really come into the organization from anywhere um, from places you least expect it. Um, I think also in some cases when employees themselves don't even realize that's what they're doing is is you know committing the the business to even if it's a free application there are still things to to consider right when particularly in certain uh companies and in certain industries where there are regulations and, and, and things around uh application usage so it isn't just about spending money it's it's also as you say that usage seeing what seeing what's actually uh deployed in the environment no that's totally right uh, aj i mean if you think about it right when you sign up for a subscription you are uh, giving up your credit card information, which is also PII information. Hmm. And then obviously when you start plugging in data into that subscription or that application, you're now sharing organizational data or and possibly other people's PII data because hmm. you're trying to manage a project or you're trying to manage something right within that subscription. And now 
you have some, I won't say data leakage, but you know, and that's unbeknownst to the the end user because mm-hmm. they're just trying to get their job done, right? They they signed up for something to help them be more productive, but at the same time, uh, you've just committed your organization to contract uh, some contract that no one sees, and now you're just sharing data left and right in in their application, you know, like Smartsheet or you know, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but I, very much so. I, I think I think you touch on a good point there. Whereas people are inadvertently doing this; they're not doing it to expose the company to risk or anything. But by yeah. by just they're not data security experts. They're not um, they're not privacy experts. They're just trying to get their jobs done. Um, I know in a previous role we had a situation where we were we were accidentally almost um, uh, sharing very confidential customer data it was to get a job done it provided a fantastic service it, it really really streamlined this process that we needed to do which was very critical but we hadn't considered the impact of it and indeed it had no no had no knowledge about this because it was a SaaS application um and it was de- deployed in the business department at that stage we had no SaaS discovery um this is many years ago now of course um and yeah, you know, it, th- th- there's a there's a big risk there. Um, I'm thinking also, you know, this year particularly with the way things are going in the economy and with inflation and so on, are you seeing anything around people starting to pay attention to cost management um, when it comes to SaaS? Are they really thinking, um, you know, ah, are we actually getting value for money here? Uh, there are some organisations that may actually care and it really depends on the maturity of the of their itam sam program from what mm-hmm. i've seen uh if they're starting if they if they have if they're just starting out on their journey it's quite hard to be concentrating on on SaaS if if they're just trying to build a program right yeah. uh other organizations where their maturity level on the sam program where they have a decent handle on perpetual licenses then you can concentrate on on SaaS and you can actually look at cost management uh, as uh, you know to manage your budgets because obviously anyone going to the cloud you know moving from an on-prem data center to a cloud data center like AWS, Azure, and GCP, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of cost management in there and uh, which obviously ties into uh, FinOps. Uh, so anyone managing SaaS would would have to be very much concerned uh, through cost management, and there's obviously tools for that as well. Yeah, and I, I, as I said in the introduction, I, I know you um, had good results um, optimizing uh, costs on, on a particular contract. Um, we will share a, a link to that on the um, on the podcast landing page uh, because uh, it's it's a great early case study. This was done um a couple of years ago now so um right. yeah, very good to see yeah so um i'm thinking as well um just the sheer volume of SaaS. i mean uh, can you put a put a figure on kind of how it compares to perpetual loss perpetual software where where perhaps we you know, for a typical organization perhaps you're managing various a very small number of vendors in the perpetual world what's it like um in comparison to that with the number of SaaS apps uh, I think it's almost double to triple the cost of the uh, pricing of SaaS versus uh, uh, to uh, 
the on-prem primarily yeah. because it's just it just runs rampant because it's so much easy to get a hold of whereas mm -hmm. on-prem is usually through a larger enterprise deal uh and through a procurement but with SaaS, anyone with a credit card and that you're connected to the internet can absolutely get a hold of SaaS fairly quickly. Uh, the price of SaaS, I say probably in a couple hundred millions, probably even more. Uh, I'm sure there are different statistics depending on the company you ask. Uh, yeah, 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 very much so. I, I, I know we, I think, I think the key thing here is that every organization is spending much more on software than they ever did. Um, you know, back in the days where we had we we bought a version of Office, um, often perhaps with our our new fleet of PCs, um, and you use that version of Office for free, effectively for five, six, seven, maybe even ten years. Right? I mean, I I know I'm sure there's still plenty of Office 2010 out there, and maybe even Office 2007, even though that they're, they're out of support. Um, these um, you know, so we didn't need to spend lots of money on our sort of frontline employees, not in the same way as we do with SaaS, where everything's a subscription and everything's an ongoing cost. Uh, totally agree with that. Hmm. So I, I want to dive in a little bit more on, on the topic of, the, of this two-part sort of podcast series and start thinking about risk management and security around SaaS. What, what are some of the common risks um, that you see? Um, majority of the risks within SaaS management is multiple. Uh, one of them is obviously uh, spend because it's mm -hmm. unmanaged spend. Because yep. yeah, and obviously when people expense back, you know, they don't realize that you know you're you're spending additional money that was not in budget, right? That's mm -hmm. one. And then obviously you're committing uh, the company to a contract that. You know your attorneys and or your contract or even your vendor management folks do not see right. So that that is an unmanaged risk, as well as you know, not on purpose, uh, but like we touched before, uh, the data element, right? Your data that you are inputting into your subscription to do whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. You're you're committing company data into a tool that no one knows about, so. Those are the those are I would say the top three risks uh, that is uh, foremost uh, in mind. You know when you have SaaS management outside, you know the other issues that I'm sure there are that people see. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a good point. Um, I'm, I'm very conscious as well that sort of SaaS services can come and go, right? So if you're if you're committing you know, uh, business processes into a particular SaaS application. Uh, well, yes, they could they could suddenly not be available uh, on the sense that, that they've run out of money and you know, they, they've closed down or they can take away key services or change key services and maybe start charging for certain services that you're using that you were previously using for free. This is something that um, certainly I've bumped into um, at the ITAM review where we're a relatively small team um, and there's a lot of um, SaaS applications where there's a free tier for maybe yes. you know sort of a small business or for less than 10 employees or a certain size and uh, now we're over 10 uh, employees here at the ITAM review we, 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 we're bumping into those problems whereby suddenly we need to start paying for something that we were previously getting for free 
Right. Uh, when you look at thresholds, so when people sign up, they have to obviously, and most of the time, most people are not mindful of it. That's why you have a vendor mm -hmm. management review, right? Uh, because you have to, you know, forecast your growth if there is any, right? Uh, yeah. So people will, will sign up for a free tier and then it's a 30-day commitment and whether they collect your credit card or not, well, most of the time if they collect your credit card, they're going to probably sign you up for auto renew. So mm -hmm. that's one. <laughs> yeah. And the, the thresholds obviously is, is, is a big impact because, hey, you want to share with someone and then all of a sudden now you have 15, 20 people on a subscription, which was only designated for maybe five to 10. Yeah. 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 And, and suddenly it, it's it's interesting, isn't it, in a way, because because SaaS is one of the few things uh, it kind of flips the model slightly in that you don't really get a volume discount as such. It almost goes the other way. And and the more you use, the, the more you're paying. It's not like um, perpetual software where you'd, um, you know, you'd go and do a three year three year deal and effectively get the third year for free, for example, which is, I'm sure. Yeah, it's literally the inverse of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, know, you have an enterprise deal. The more people you get on, right, your price point per unit goes down. While on the SaaS portion, and if you look at every SaaS portal and their pricing, as you go up, the more you pay. Mm. Yeah, and, and quite substantially as well. You know, it's it, it's not it's not a few dollars here and there per user. Of course, it's per user as well. So, cool. so you have to factor that in. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a good point. So, I think the biggest blind spot for SaaS vendors, uh, for I mean, for end users, is primarily on they can change their, you know, their use rights fairly mm. quickly yeah. without even notification. They'll, they'll, but they'll, they'll notify you, but most people don't read. So, yeah, uh, um, very much so. I mean, I we're, we're recording this uh, sort of two weeks into the Twitter meltdown. Um, who knows where that, where that will go when you listen to this in six months' time, um, whether we also have a Twitter or not. But, but you know, that's a prime example. Those ser The services that Twitter are offering have yeah. flexed in the last two weeks almost on day-to-day -day basis. Uh, you know, blue tick verified, not verified, and so on. So, and, and that's, I mean, that's a bit of a jokey one, really, and it's not really kind of a business service, but actually it is a business service. It's, it's vitally important, I'm sure, for a lot of comms teams to have Twitter running and stable and 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 also more importantly have plenty of subscribers there so so it is important but it, but it also comes into business applications as well you'll see things like premium features that suddenly become that may have been on the free tier and moving into a premium feature and one of the key ones that we see time and time again are things like enterprise single sign-on two-factor authentication things yeah. that are really really important to 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 enterprise to be, to be actually be able to use this application are suddenly in the premium tier, and so you have to start paying for it. Correct. Yeah, uh, SSO is very important for larger organizations or even mid-sized organizations, primarily for the security purpose. Mm. And if you don't have single sign-on, and if you don't consolidate all your domains, you're going to have that what I call that rampant rampant spend, mm. you know, within your organization, and you'll never you, you'll never be able to control it. So I want to sort of wrap up um, this part one of the um, of the podcast, thinking about thinking about sort of the security and risk aspects. Who are the key stakeholders that that you're going to need to work with as a SaaS management um, professional? Who, who are who are your key people that that are kind of 
going to bring the most value to your program to who you're going to be able to help with your SaaS data and so on? Uh, ideally, finance, your expense management team, mm. uh, your security folks, as well as your vendor management uh, and your sourcing teams, primarily because they 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 are most of the time the the the, the first line of defense, and they'll try to at least get things managed to a certain point, but that's only if they don't, that's only if they uh, know. Uh, the, the, the biggest stakeholder is obviously the end user, primarily because if you don't get the knowledge article or the news out that if you want something, come to this organization, they will try to get it for you based on the T's and C's of that contract. Because yeah. if you don't put out the, ability for them to obtain that tool they'll just go out and get it themselves because they can yeah 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 th 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 i think that's a great point to to end on actually it, it isn't about all those people that you that you regularly deal with who may be your peers or 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 equals in in other organizations within your company it isn't just about it and finance and procurement it is actually about all of your users your, your end users are the ones that are the agents of change in many cases and, and and they are the ones that are bringing these applications in so first and foremost um yeah you really need to engage with them and um that's something that we'll get on to um in part two of this podcast um uh looking at uh their communication and things like that so um thank you james for, for your insights on on part one um and uh for those of you uh listening to this um in part two we'll be coming along and getting into some more detail around improving the security of our SaaS applications. So I encourage you to listen to that. Uh, thank you for listening to this one. And we hope to see you listening to part two soon.